So I've noticed that a lot of marriages have this very traditional approach where all the work he does is money earning and all the work she does is unpaid and usually unacknowledged. I'm talking about housework. And I'm asking myself, is this a good thing or is it a problem? What happens for those wives who take more and more on and might even do all the housework and be employed full time? How does that work? Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey everybody, this is episode number 56, and we're going to be talking about housework and perceptions of equity, uh, what most people call fairness. In the division of household labor. Mm, this should be good. And I regret to inform you that my wife has been looking forward to this show more than <laughs> she has most of them. So I'm going to start off with a positive self-congratulating story just to try to put myself in a good place. Because I'm not sure if this is going to go very good for me at the end of the day. All right. You're a good helper. Thanks, honey. So I had this sort of epiphany about the dishes a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, most of our marriage, I've worked in the labor market and you've worked at keeping home, yep. keeping the home. And we actually, we both like that more than both of us working. Yeah. And we've had periods of both of us working too. Yeah. But most of our married life, I just let you do the dishes and I kind of pitched in when they were really bad or I felt guilty or whatever. Right. Yeah. Or I hid behind the, oh yeah, I barbecue or I cook. So I did the before supper stuff. <laughs> you can do the after supper stuff. But basically, there's this unspoken belief that I had, which I'm fessing up to. Dishes are part of your job description, not mine. Yep. So I saw an uncle of yours with a similar marriage in terms of he worked, she housekept. Yeah. And he's been a mentor to me for many years. But it just struck me that he had no concept of dishes being on her job description or his. So after supper or lunch or whatever, he just pitched in. And so did she. And so did all of their kids. And I thought, that's really cool. And it was cool because it's countercultural. I don't see yeah. that very much anywhere else. That's true. Yeah. But it's also cool because they're they're all in the kitchen together after supper and there's some good family mojo going on there. Yeah. Which I notice, right? So I kind of started reflecting on my own values. And at the end of the day, I realized that I was just being prideful because I had this belief, dishes aren't worth my time. Oh. Mm-hmm. I have more valuable things to do. Don't we all? No, I do. Oh, yeah. See, but that's the, that's the belief, right? Okay. Now, sometimes I do have more valuable things to do. Yeah, absolutely. Right? But so do you. Okay. And most evenings, the things that I think are more valuable, so therefore I shouldn't do dishes, aren't necessarily different from the more valuable things that you have to do, so you don't have to do the dishes. So it really begs the question, you know, why should you always do the dishes? That's what I'm thinking. At the okay. end of the day, it's just a power imbalance. Okay. Because... You know, what is there that's so intrinsically special or valuable about me and my time over you that means that you should always do lesser work, if we view it that way, than I should? Mm, okay. okay. This so, is good. Well, just, you know, don't get too excited. <laughs> the Bible talks about the husband nourishing and cherishing his wife and about sacrificing himself for her benefits so that she feels deeply, deeply loved. And I thought, well, I need to change how I think about this because this is a way that I could be sacrificial. About this as in the dishes? Or? Yeah, okay. this part of housework. So now most of the time we do dishes together. 
And what's really neat is our kids join us now too. And we all do this together. And we don't have to beg them or bribe them. Nope. It's, it's kind of turned into this cool family time for us as well. And they enjoy it. Yeah, especially and we enjoy it. Towels smacking. Yeah, we had a little towel flicking in there, which is, uh, <laughs> just adds a sense of adventure to it all. But the other thing is part of this too is, is now if I do need to go do something else, you don't mind me doing that instead of dishes. Right. Yeah. But the converse is also true. So you have a children's outreach that you're involved in through the winter on Thursdays. And most times you go off to that and I'll do all the dishes. Yeah. Because not only do I have more valuable things to do than dishes, but so do you. Hmm. So there's more equity and equality in this arrangement. Yeah. Now you still do most of the housework. Right. But that's because I'm at home. Yes. And I do most or almost all of the paid work. Yeah. Right. But you know what? Those times when I have been out at work every day. Yeah. You pitched in a whole lot more around the house. Yeah. Which I think is where we kind of want to go with all this, right? Oh, okay. I'll let you go then. Yeah. There's right now, there's still lots of stuff that I don't do like laundry or ironing, but I will when you need me to. But on the flip side, you don't have to do my work either. Mm -hmm. Right. So we do have a division of work and I don't think that the right outcome to this is that everybody does everything. No. Unless that's your goal. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So what I'm, am I making sense when I say that? Cause I, I just want to be clear that, you know, why would your goal be everybody does everything? Oh, like if they both work outside the home, then well, they both you can, share. Well, that's true. But you know, there's a, well, there's a drive in the world that says, you know, if men and women are equal and they are, yeah, that equality looks like you totally homogenize everything that they do. Oh, okay. so that there is no difference. There are no role responsibilities. Okay. Everybody has all responsibilities. Okay. So everybody has to do something of everything in order for anything to be fair. Oh, I don't buy that. No. Okay. I don't buy that either. Oh, phew. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to get to is if both parties are working, then yeah, why wouldn't you divide the rest of it? Yeah, Because what I think is unfair is if both people are working full time and she still does the housework. We're going to get to that in a minute. So let's not get there too early. So. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, the, this is why I want to break this down overland. If there's a wife out there struggling because she's overloaded with employment and housework, mm-hmm. is it reasonable for it to be like that? And he's not doing any housework. No. Okay. Is it reasonable for a husband to have employment and all the housework and she's not? No. Yes. So what should the expectations be and how can he or she work with their spouse to create a better balance in the marriage? Okay. So I want to make this useful. And as part of making it useful, we've created a bonus download for you again. This worksheet will help you understand where the division of labor is at right now in your marriage. And it's going to help you talk with your spouse about where you would like it to be. So guys, if your wife is overloaded, give her the gift of discussing this with her. Gals, if your husband is overloaded, give him the gift of being willing to renegotiate who does what. Mm -hmm. To get your hands on this worksheet, all you need to do is text the word podcast to 92 92 spouse will ask for your email and we'll send you a link that way that's a u.s number so message and data rates may apply once again all you need to do is text the word podcast to 9292 spouse just type 9292 and the word spouse in the two line on your smartphone and the word podcast into the body and we'll get you set up with this bonus content glad you spelled that out so simply oh it's good to be clear (laughs) okay here's what the research says In all industrialized countries, the division of household labor remains unbalanced and gender-dependent. 
and this is from a 2008 study, pretty recent. Yeah. Women are still left with the major responsibility for housework and childcare. Okay. Found another study that said wives perform two to three times more family work than their husbands. Wow. So is this fair? That's what we want to start getting to. Here's what happens. Um, here, are the, here are the things that happen, I should say, that influence perceptions of fairness. Number one, spouses who have employment, they reduce their participation in housework. That makes sense. Yeah, no surprises there. Yep. Most marriages assume that the spouse who creates less or no household income should assume a larger share of household work. I would agree with that. Yep. This is being observed from research, just survey research, okay? okay? So it doesn't matter whether I agree or not. It's actually research. (laughs) It's still true. (laughs) No, your opinion is good, though. (laughs) As long as you agree with me, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. Okay, traditional women... And I'm sorry for throwing your money in a bucket there, but traditional women are socialized to accept an unbalanced division of household labor. And they're cool with this. They believe that's legit. Okay. And I'm of the ilk that if they're cool with that, then that's good. Let them have it. About 45% of women in this worldwide study believe the distribution of household labor was fair. Right. So we're not almost half, but we're not bringing this up to create unhappiness in people's marriages. No. Like if you're happy with your division of labor, awesome. Yeah. Go to it. But we want to challenge people that might be slacking a little bit. I think that's part of it. Mm -hmm. Or. That are overwhelmed with everything. Yes. On the other extreme, right? Yeah. Or usually if one spouse is overwhelmed, the other one's probably slacking. Yeah. Yeah. Or the other thing. There are times in life, I think, when. Overwhelmed is just overwhelming. overwhelming. Yeah, both are. Yeah. The other possibility here, Valinda, is that there, something has changed in the relationship. As in. A child has come in. Okay. Or yeah. there's some transition. One person has started to have to work, or maybe they've changed employment. Been a dual earner. Yeah. And now one person does not have to work. Or even there's a change in shift. Right. Yeah. And the couple has forgot to kind of renegotiate the division of household labor. Yeah. Because that sounds you, so like uh, renegotiate. Yeah. Sorry. That's just my clinical language. But I mean just you, you kind of forget it. to to deal with Figure this, right? Yeah. And you might be frustrated. You haven't given voice to this and you don't even know why you're frustrated. So hopefully we're just helping you kind of think through that. All right. Okay. The most influential factor on whether you think the share of housework you do is fair or not is gender ideology. It's how you were taught to think about what your gender is supposed to do. Okay. Okay. So your belief about what is fair is most significant, which is why in marriage, it's really important to figure out how and if these beliefs align and if not, how are you going to reconcile them between the two spouses? This is like, I've seen another family, you know, when the kid sits down at the table and says, hey, bring me a sandwich, mom. And, and I just feel like, um, excuse me, go get your own sandwich. Yeah. But to her, that was totally fine. And she was totally happy with that. And she, she was happy to, to serve her son. Yeah. Okay. So that's your belief about what is fair is most significant. Yes. And oh. if she's cool with that, why take it away from her? Exactly. It's yeah. a way to serve. She probably thinks she's thrilled that, you know, the child would ask. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah couple more points. Okay. Okay. If a wife had a full-time job and didn't have a lot of spare time available, she, she would feel more injustice if she still did the majority of the housework. Yeah. So husbands, you know, if your wife has a full-time job and she's doing the majority of your housework, are you sure she's good with that? Right. Ask her. (laughs) It might be too scary to ask. (laughs) Yeah. Start early in the evening. Okay. If a wife was contributing income equal to or greater than her husband's, she felt more injustice if she still did the majority of the housework. Hmm, 
That's good. So it's both the amount of time and the amount of income generated. That's some tricky stuff to negotiate. Yeah. Uh, navigate, I should say. Yeah. And do you know what? Going back to the, you just made a point. Thank if you. she works full time, <laughs> if she works full time, she felt more injustice if she still did the majority of the housework. Yeah. But I mean, I think as wives, though, we need to be a little bit sensitive. Because, you know, when your husband comes and helps you with the dishes, mm-hmm. he might be doing it out of the kindness of his heart. Mm-hmm. But if you interpret it as, oh, obviously, you know, I'm not keeping the house clean enough or I'm not doing the dishes well enough. Yeah. And then resent it. Like be like, defensive about it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Why would he want to come and help you again? Yeah. So I think we need to be a little bit more open in receiving. Yes. Because if you're socialized traditionally and you're out of that role now, but you're still thinking the old way, yeah. there's an internal conflict going on there. And you might be going, I'm not doing this good enough. Brilliant point. Anyways. Yep. Are you awesome. still in the research and I'm way ahead of you? Or no, what? I'm good. Okay. So a couple takeaways from the research though, in okay. addition to what you've just said. Number one, there's nothing wrong with traditional belief. If there are traditional roles in place, okay. these people are happy. Yeah. And I say feminists have no business judging them. Yeah. That's true. Even like me in the sandwich comment. Yeah. Like Why they're judgment? happy with that. Why should I have a cow over? There's no moral issue at stake. No. Yeah. Now, husbands, let me speak to you for a moment. All right. You cannot hold the traditional belief. This is my opinion here. Okay. You cannot hold the traditional belief that your wife should do most of the housework alongside the non-traditional belief that she should have a full-time job. Oh, yeah, that's good. I think that's unfair. Yeah, me too. All right. Wives. Wives. It's equally unreasonable for you to hold the traditional belief that your husband should work full time while you stay at home and then you don't do any housework either. Oh, this is like a little, can I get on my soapbox? Um, yeah, sure. I'll turn the volume down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've seen relationships where the woman stays at home and the husband goes out to work. And she reads books all day Mm -hmm. and he comes home and he does the housework. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when they have kids, he gets up in the night with the kids. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of think, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, there's times when you're absolutely exhausted and it's really nice when your husband picks up the slack. And you can go read a book. And you can go read a book. There's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with reading a book. Mm -hmm. But when you're doing that before your work, Mm -hmm. like why should only the man work? Mm -hmm. I think we have just as much responsibility to work, Mm -hmm. even if it's in a different way. Mm -hmm. And it goes vice versa. If the woman's out working all day and the man's the stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Hello, Mr. Husband. Stay-at-home dad. Stay-at-home. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's awkward. (laughs) But like, hello, Mr. Husband, you need to get out there. No, you need to get in there. Yeah. And do the work and let your wife sleep at night. Yeah. So even regardless of gender, for neither spouse. Yeah. Is marriage a lifelong vacation. Exactly. So if you're going to leave these traditional roles at all, the negotiations have to happen or the discussions have to happen with the goal of both spouses feeling a sense of balance, of fairness, equity, and equality. That's good. Thank you. But we also need to address perceptions here, Verlinda, because comparisons happen, right? Like when I compare myself to other people's marriages? Okay. So we talk about why that's a bad idea in episode 17. You know, they're bad, but they do happen. Yeah. The comparisons that happen are between your marriage and the social beliefs of the crowd you mostly hang out with. That's a major area of comparison. Yeah. You also compare between yourselves as spouses, like me versus you, Verlinda. Yeah. About as to who does how much. And you also compare your spouse to other spouses of the same gender. Well, so-and-so's, you might think, so-and-so's husband, you know, he does all of that. Oh, okay. 
Okay. So perceptions are important because they shape our beliefs. And for example, if in our cultural context, when a man does housework, that is called help. When a woman does it, that's her work. Oh. There's a difference there in perception, right? Yeah. They're doing exactly the same task. But we label it differently. Yeah. Hmm. So then I kind of come to this question, are there objective rights and wrongs to this? And we know, you know, we know it works for us mm-hmm. in terms of you and I, but I'm not going to go there right now except to say this. There's nothing unbiblical about a man doing housework. Amen. And don't get on that soapbox too much. <laughs> the Bible does criticize men who do not provide for their own families, assuming they're physically and mentally capable of doing so. Yes. Yeah. And also, there's nothing unbiblical about a wife generating an income. Mm-hmm. The Bible does criticize women who it broadly labels as busybodies, as in they're busy accomplishing nothing. They're just mere socialites who are contributing nothing to their family or to their community. Okay. Okay. But there are also biblical examples of highly respected working women. Yeah. So I think you can create a marriage where you divide the income labor and the household labor in a way that works for both of you, as long as you kind of avoid these extreme pitfalls. Right, right. And And I mean, those extremes are out there, but the majority of people... In between, it's all for you guys to figure out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And how you balance this all out, though, is through sharing. Sharing power, sharing control, sharing decisions. And the research points out that the higher the level of shared control, the higher the level of satisfaction. So regardless of how many demands there are, like pressure you have, yep. the partners in a marriage, they want to feel like equals. That makes sense. So the sharing thing is very, very critical. Yep. So again, this is where we want the two of you to take advantage that are listening today, to take advantage of the worksheet we've created for this episode. I made that sound like we had two listeners, didn't I? <laughs> the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> I talk to the same two people every week. You but as a couple. You as a couple, yeah. So it's going to help you understand where the division of labor is at right now because you're going to see it on paper right in front of you. It's going to help you talk with your spouse about where you would like it to be. So there's a big list of typical household tasks. So you just go down at both of you, identify who does what right now, and then identify how you would like it to happen. So to get your hands on this worksheet, all you need to do is text the word podcast to 9292 spouse. Again, that's a U.S. number, so message and data rates may apply. But all you need to do is text the word podcast to 9292 spouse. We'll send you the worksheet by email. So that worksheet is going to be a huge help, but you should probably plan on reviewing it every once in a while as well. Again, Verlinda, like with transitions, right? If your work changes or you move home, homes, or you have kids or any of those transitions, it's always a good time to renegotiate those roles and responsibilities. Mm -hmm. I think it's data, isn't it? What do you mean? It's not data rates. That just depends where you come from. Yeah. We can renegotiate that later. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Okay, so we kind of came into this topic, really, and I just wanted to close with these thoughts. Prompted by seeing some wives actually take more and more and more on. We're like, oh, man, you are totally overloading. Yeah. Okay. Eventually, they crack. Well, that's the thing. They're like, they're trying to be the ultimate traditional wife. Yeah. And really to the point of burning themselves out, looks almost like a bit of a messiah complex going on there in some cases, Mm -hmm. maybe where they're trying to save the world or a martyr complex. Poor me. I'll just have to do more. I hope you're all seeing this. Right. Yeah. Right. Maybe not all of them have those features going on, but they're just loading and loading and loading up. And I want to be critical about that just to point out that this is taking more and more housework on and other responsibilities. I question if that is coming from a place of fullness. You know, we can call it selflessness. Yeah. But in reality, it leads to crisis because you're losing yourself in everything that you're doing. Oh, 
that's a tough place to be in. Yeah. Yeah. And like can never say no. Yes. Kind of. yeah. yeah. So if you're one of these overloaded wives, I just wanted to give you a really quick pathway to recovery. First step is to understand your worthiness as a person is not grounded in what you do, but who you are. Mm-hmm. Huge shift. And I know that is easier said than done, but this shift in thinking is absolutely critical. And second, I'd encourage you to question your sense of self. How have you been defining who you are? Oh, yeah. And then ask, what are the roles you've accepted in this relationship with others? Like, what are the roles that you've willingly taken on Mm -hmm. that are maybe not helpful for you or you don't even want? Right. And finally, the last step here is to become flexible about your roles and make personal choices that align with your values. And as part of this, that includes viewing men without stereotyping them. Because that comes into play here as well. that come into play? You might have a belief that a man should not do anything in the house. You've stereotyped a man because of your traditional socialization. That would be one example. Okay. Okay. So just think about how you view men or how you stereotype them. Well, I think this goes back to what you said to men. You can't hold a traditional view. Yeah of their housework while you hold the untraditional view of them working. Yeah. It kind of goes the same way here too. So as part of this, I mean, you really got to do your own work, but this has to turn into a discussion with your spouse. Yeah. As well. Yeah. But you'll be better equipped for that if you understand what's been going on for you. Yeah. And I think going back to what I said before, like it's going to be really hard as a woman to put the defensiveness aside. Yeah. And to just accept the fact that, you know, maybe my house isn't going as well as I want it to, Mm -hmm. or maybe I'm keeping it perfectly, but I'm absolutely, you know, terrorizing my husband and kids and doing it. Yeah. And I I need a little bit of help and that's okay. Yeah. Like that's why we need to figure it out and balance the workload. Yes. If you do want help with that, give us a call. We can set up some coaching, some counseling, help you get some perspective Help you guys kind of reprioritize, re-strategize, figure out how you want to do this. Because it works when you get it figured out. It does. It yeah. does. Absolutely. We can help you get to a happier place. Okay. That's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 56. Hey, can you help us out? When we get reviews on iTunes, as I mentioned last week, it makes us feel good, but it helps more people discover our podcast. So if you could make a point of leaving a review, that'd be awesome. We've got a simple 90 second video that shows you how to do this. And you can get to that video by pointing your web browser to oyf.link slash review. And there's easy to follow instructions there. Thanks for doing that. And we'll see you next week. Uh, hang on. What? Next week episode. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. It's hotter than a fur coat in Texas. Verlinda interviewed sex expert, author, and coach Shannon Etheridge on the topic, how to have your first orgasm. I kind of think we should have called it how to have your best orgasm. Mm -hmm. So if you're newlywed, or even if you think you have it all figured out, there'll be something special in that episode that I guarantee will light your fire. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.